Hi, I'm Naomi Simpson and I'm so pleased to be bringing you Handpicked, my podcast. Now, the idea is that people get to ask me any question they like. They put me on the spot. It might be about whether to start a business, how to grow their business, maybe even how to save their business. In this episode of Handpicked, we'll be meeting somebody that I have known for more than six years. I met her on the first episode of Shark Tank. In fact, I think she was the second pitch on the first day and she was my first investment. So we'll be meeting Vanessa and she's going to not just share a little bit about her story, but where to next. Well, hi, Vanessa, and welcome to Handpicked. It's so good to see you. We do know each other. We've known each other for some time. But thanks for coming on board with this podcast project. Now, you've got some questions for me, but maybe before we start, let's give us a bit of context into your business. Um, I think it's been about six years since I was on season one of Shark Tank with my brand, Sonsi Woman. Back then, we were just doing plus-size hosiery um, and... We caught you as the shark. <laughs> and ever since then, we've developed the business into um, into women's underwear and foundation garments. And the advances that have happened um, to create a wearable beauty product is a product that's clinically proven to reduce cellulite. Yeah, so today I wanted to really talk to you about um, business strategy in the sense of um, your own personal strategy and your own growth that has helped you with your business. There's a lot of strategy around business and what you need to do with business, but not so much um, what the founder has to do to have a successful business. Vanessa, look, it's it's a really great question and I think a lot of people will be going through the same journey. When, when do you stop doing everything yourself and realise you're not the expert at everything and uh, we all go through it. I was the CEO of uh, Red Balloon for about 10 years and now that's been on a 20-year journey and at some point it needed different skills than I could give it, different uh, strengths uh, and working out where I added the greatest uh, value you. One thing is to stay really clear on the vision. But when you talk about strategy, there is different sorts of things. And first of all, I think is making sure you understand the business model that is going to work for you. So I know that there's businesses that are turning over hundreds of millions of dollars, and yet they have relatively small teams. The reason being is that they provide, they've found um, vendors, merchants, service suppliers, where they effectively outsource uh, key parts. So I guess you can really scale a business with not necessarily having everybody as an employee uh, and understanding that as the vision visionary, you may well, and I think this is in your aspect, you are the world's best at textiles, but maybe it's not the operations of the business is maybe not your strength, uh, or it could be. So who is really, really great at the operations of the business? We've heard it before, you know, working on your business versus in your business, but I think that often an entrepreneur throughout their journey needs to look themselves in the mirror and kind of get out of their own way and saying, where do I add the most value? I should be designing the products. Somebody else should be finding the logistics and getting the scale right for this business. And that's 
what David uh, Anderson, my business partner, and I have done. He's incredible at scaling businesses, whereas my strength is all about the um, amplification and the storytelling. So I think that that's a critical point as the founder of the business. One is work out how big you want your enterprise to be. Who else could do it? But what is your secret source? And for me, knowing your business as well, your secret source is the access and the design of the incredible textiles that you use. So that's something that, uh, you know, you really need to make sure that you as the founder keep adding to your business. So for others listening, I'd say make sure you know what your personal secret source is and keep adding that value to your business. So you recently had your 20-year anniversary of Red Balloon. What was your vision for the business and how over time has that changed? It's so true. The vision for the business has changed. Uh, Not in the sense of the job that Red Balloon is being hired to do. That is a gifting business. But I I guess at some point I realised that to get more scale, we had to have a different approach to the business model. And that became critically important. So whilst it remains an online business, customer had moved and evolved in terms of what they were looking for. So if I think about your business, um, one of the evolutions into Cell is the fact that, you know, you've got this great, gorgeous product um, for curvaceous women, I like to say, but also you came across new substrates that were solving a different sort of problem. They were doing a different sort of job. And it is important to stay relevant. The way that I stayed relevant was continually listening to customers. And I did see that people were trying to meld the Red Balloon brand into doing other things, where in fact, uh, creating a marketplace business and acquiring new businesses that serve different audiences Um, served as well. So uh, with the Adrenaline and Lime and Tonic, that was a great strategy for us. Single tech platform, serve different audiences in different ways. And for you, obviously, you've got all the manufacturing and the logistics in terms of how you've set up your business, but then you're serving a different customer set with a different sort of technology and substrate and textile of what you're doing with the cell business. So to me, you can get scales. You don't don't have to hang on to everything forever sometimes success comes from what you give up um or or it just needs a different sort of focus obviously you know it doesn't mean that it's uh hasn't got a trajectory but we have to stay really really connected to the job that we're doing so many people dream of having their own business but the reality is that there are so many highs and lows how did you manage all these highs and lows over the past 20 years? Such a true question because we're all just people muddling our way way through doing the best that we can. And I remember an entrepreneur by the name of Tim Pethick saying to me that being an entrepreneur is like being a clown punching bag. You know, things happen, we don't expect it and we get hit in the face and then we just go backwards but then we bounce back up with a big smile on our face. And I said to him, I said, but what if I just don't want to get up? And he goes, hmm. There I was thinking you were an entrepreneur and it is the journey we signed up for and that is that we just keep getting up. People count on us and rely on us and I know that doesn't make it sound any better. So that means we have to find other ways to be supported because people are looking to us, you know, the thousands of small businesses that depend on the big red group for customers, they're looking to us and they don't want to see us having a bad hair day or wearing our um, heart on our sleeve. So 
we do need support. Everybody needs support. And I've been particularly concerned over the last uh, 12 to 18 months about the mental health and support that small business owners and entrepreneurs are getting in our community. So when if somebody's feeling that it is overwhelming, they must get professional help. And it is absolutely okay because you're that for other people. So yes, you do have to keep yourself up. I know um, I'm there for you, Vanessa. We've had ups and downs and sideways moves in our journey uh, too. But really, I do encourage people to find somebody that they can talk to, because sometimes we just think everything is overwhelming. And yet we wake up the next day and nothing's ever as good or as bad as we think it's going to be. Uh, And it is a roller coaster ride, one of which I wouldn't ask for it any other way. At other times, I wish I just had smooth sailing. And um, did you find that through family or did you find that support through co-workers or how did you how did you reach out and find that support? So I suppose being an entrepreneur and especially in your case, you're supporting so many small businesses. Um, was that in a personal yeah, circle? Yeah, look, actually it's your family is dependent on you financially and also emotionally. So I never turned to my family because, uh, and I shouldn't say never, it's not as if I didn't tell them that there might be challenges in the business, but I definitely didn't um, unload on them. And nor, nor friends because sometimes friends, they just will say we'll give up because why would we have such choose such a tough road? So I found that professional organisations in finding a place where other uh, entrepreneurs hang out or other small business owners, and I was a member of entrepreneurs organisation, or um, there's there's a lot of uh, community based um, small business networks uh, or entrepreneurs organisations. So I'd absolutely wholehearted because they get you, uh, they understand, and they. It swings and roundabouts, ups and downs. But no, I would turn to people who have a similar sort of a journey uh, and look for an association or network. Uh, and there's lots of state-based ones. Um, there is quite a lot of communities. In fact, I know at UTS they also have an entrepreneurs program of which you would have a cohort. I, lit- I hear a lot of talk these days from other women. It, they might not be in business and they may be in business um that a lot of you know inner negative talk and um and you know the little voice in their head saying they can't do it and so forth being you know in in an e-commerce business for so long and being sort of groundbreaking at that time in e-commerce as red balloon um did you experience any of this and how did you overcome your self-talk. Yeah, I wrote about this in the book Ready to Soar because honestly we can talk ourselves out of doing anything and if we listen to the little voice in our head too much, we we won't get out of bed. Uh, I talk about positivity a lot. We have the power to choose the words that we use and the words we choose define our reality. So I always had it that I was really bad at parallel parking until I decided to be the world's best parallel parker. And I will tell anybody who gets in my car that I'm the world's best parallel parker. And somehow I managed to parallel park. The language we use defines our reality. And it does worry me and concern me that literally people can talk themselves out of a great idea, a great opportunity by saying, but what if? The world isn't perfect 
Uh, we're so risk averse, but if we don't take a risk, we'll never make the world a better place. So I really encourage people, I encourage you over and over again, listen to yourself, maybe write it down, maybe write a list of all the things that could go wrong, then screw it up and put it in the bin and go anyway. So really just give yourself, let, you know, like I remember saying to my, <laughs> this sounds awful, but I remember saying to my daughter, I said, really dumb people get their licence, you can get your licence. And she said it transformed. She'd failed three times, by the way. So by the third time I said, you can get your, and and she said, mum, it stayed in my head and I knew I could do it and she got her licence. That was the self-talk. Now I have to own up to her and tell her I've told that story. But really, you know, th- you just need to say, I can do it. You know, if you say you can't, you won't. If you say you can, you could. Power of positive words. In terms of your own um, growth as an entrepreneur, is there anything that you had to overcome that really attributed to your success? Uh, I realised after my business had started growing that I just didn't know enough. And I didn't technically know enough and I became deeply curious and I started reading, going to seminars and there's so much available now online and obviously a podcast or two. But learning is a critical element of leadership and growth and clearly I wouldn't have been here if I had a thought I had all the skills um, that I had, you know, 20 years when I started my business. I mean, the world is a vastly different pace than it was then. So one piece of advice to any entrepreneur, any startup is stay curious, keep asking questions. The moment you say you know it all is a worry. You know, that's, uh, that is, can be a death sentence. So really stay curious, keep asking questions over and over again and learn incessantly. The other thing I'd say is all information is not equal. You can spend a lot of time looking for the answer and never find the right one that suits the question that you have. So make sure you get your sources right. Who is it that you trust? Uh, I found Vern Harnish's work particularly good. I listen and get his podcast. I like his independent view. I found the work independently from Harvard Business Review. I like the studies that they do. Uh, There's a lot of really great work out of our own tertiary institutions, both the university of Melbourne and UTS. So, you know, be discerning and make sure that you trust because not everybody is an expert and they, they'll tell you tell you that they are. Somebody who has done it before, you know, I've been in business for 20 years, is different than somebody who's been a consultant and telling other people how to do it. There is nothing like being in the coalface. So find your trusted sources. That's great advice. Um, I also read... Um, it must have been early January, uh, um, you posted on Instagram. Um, I'm going to actually read it. Each year I make a personal plan with my husband. Each year we create a theme to help us help guide us in how we are moving our game forward. Is this a business strategy that you actually applied in life or is this <laughs> vice versa? Have you applied some of your personal strategy in business because I love that because a lot of people don't speak about you know doing something like that with their partner yeah I guess for the earlier years when 
you know, we had young children, it was just about paying the mortgage and getting the kids educated. Uh, And that was our strategy, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other. But then it became that we had more capacity for choice and where we spend our time. And um, I personally get asked to do a lot of things and I can't do them all. And as such, we said, well, what if we had a theme too? How do we want to make sure that we end the year a little bit better than we started it? You know, learning, education, growth. Uh, 2020, ironically, was the year of play. Uh, Yeah, that was fun. You know, it's not that we always achieve our objectives, but even inside play in 2020, when we were at home, I picked up my paints and started painting again. We played Yahtzee, which I beat him at every time. And we played, you know, banana grabs and all the rest. So we still, even within the confines of uh, 2020, we still fulfilled on our theme of play. It it just wasn't how we uh, thought it was going to go. This year is the year of discovery of trying new things and um, and it just helps us answer the question of where we choose to spend our time. We know we have limited time and we want to spend that time powerfully and it's the same in business and we have a theme in business. We have our pillars for growth and we choose uh, David Anderson, who's the group CEO, uh, together with the leadership team, we all participate in, well, how do we want to make sure that we've moved the game forward strategically. But if if people aren't enjoying the work that we do and you don't see the contribution, then why do we do it at all? You know, there's so much more to business than just turning a dollar. It is so much more important that we leave the world a better place than we found it. Uh, And that so it carries through. I am only one human. I have a business life, a home life. I'm a parent. I have many roles and responsibilities, but I'm still just know me. Um, I think that's all the questions I actually had. I'm glad I've answered every question you've ever had, Vanessa. (laughs) I think that's really, really great. And you know what I think is wonderful for the people listening is these are bigger questions than you usually ask when we get together monthly to talk about my fabulous investment in Sonsi and now Cell. But I, I guess what people also know is that it is a long journey. We've been together for six years in this Shark Tank story and everyone probably saw that TV show and thought, well, there it is, make a quick buck and off we go. No, it is a long and consistent journey and making sure a business is able to scale. And together we've been through twists and turns. So I'm sure listeners will be really interested to hear um, the sorts of nitty gritty that we get into. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the the podcast, Handpicked. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your questions with other business owners. So thanks for listening to Handpicked. You know, it is all about business. Maybe you've got a question for me. Do follow me on Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify or any of your favourite podcast networks. Also follow me on Instagram at Naomi Simpson, one word, or Twitter, Naomi Simpson, one word. Look forward to hearing from you there.